now to the third chapter of Romans, beginning at verse 21, and we will go through, God willing, the end of the chapter. Paul is summarizing his opening arguments in this letter by telling the truth about the human condition and our only hope. This letter is all about hope. And we need hope. What Paul has presented in the first three chapters is a hopeless condition for the human race without Jesus. We have no hope apart from Jesus. He is our only hope. And Paul will talk about hope being in him as we move through the rest of this letter that is about hope. We have heard the bad news. We're all sinners without Jesus. Whether we are under the law or not under the law, we are sinners. And he's opened the third chapter to give us the exception to the problem. He makes sure we understand the importance of the exception by saying, but now, as we open today's passage, not only does he want us to understand the passage is important, but the but now is important. But now, everything that has gone before is different. But now, everything changes. Everything changes. Jesus changes everything. And Paul uses the word but, and he likes that word to show us what the exceptions are. Here's the past, here's the present and the future. And he also uses the word now, noon, N-U-N. But he adds the Greek letter iota, so the word kind of pops off of the page. It doesn't change the meaning, it changes the emphasis for the reader. So the reader who is looking at this in Greek will see very clearly that Paul is pointing out the exception. Jesus is the exception to the human problem. Listen to what Paul has to say. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By law of works? No, but by the law of faith. 
For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since God is one who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Paul has revealed to us our lack of righteousness. But in contrast to our unrighteousness, God has revealed his righteousness, and he has revealed his righteousness in Jesus. The law could not help us, but God has provided the solution. To get down to brass tacks, the problem is succinctly stated in verse 23, and the solution is introduced in verse 24, Verses 25 and 26 are further explanations. Now listen again to verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned. All fall short in the present of the glory of God. We are sinners. We continue to fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Now it's important to understand that it is in Christ Jesus that we have redemption. In him we have redemption. Now the words righteous, righteousness, just, justifier, all have the same root meaning. We usually understand the meaning of the word faith. But redemption and propitiation are a little bit different. Redemption, release which takes place by payment of a ransom. God releases us from being subject to sin and death in Jesus. It is in him that we have redemption. In him we are released. Jesus pays the penalty for our sin and we are ransomed to him redeemed in him. And then we turn to the word propitiation. Hilasterion. A word that is used of the cover of the mercy seat. We would call the mercy seat the cover on the Ark of the Covenant. A way of appeasing or expiating by placating. Now, most of us who are married have at one time or another 
needed to placate her spouse. I think that I'm a pretty good husband, sometimes. And there are many times that I need to placate my spouse because my poor wife has to put up with a lot from me. And she's gracious. And she puts up with a lot from me. And so when I screw up, one of the things that I am glad to be able to do is to go to Sam's Club or go to the local grocery store and buy some flowers. Now, I also try to buy them when I don't need to placate her. But if I do need to placate her, I definitely go and buy the flowers. So that she not only hears me say I'm sorry, but she can see that I'm sorry and that I value the relationship. There are times when I need to appease her or to placate her because of my screw up. We need to appease God, but we are unable to do so. We cannot appease a just God. Remember that righteousness, righteous, just, justifier all have the same meaning. God is just and righteous and holy, and we are not. So we cannot appease him. God has wrath because of sin. The good news is, his wrath is not directed toward us. It's directed toward sin. We cling to sin, so we tend then to need to appease God. Jesus appeases the wrath of God by presenting himself as the sacrifice for our sin. In him, we have redemption. In him, we have eternal life. In him, we are justified. In him, we are righteous. The only way to appease a just and righteous God is to present an acceptable sacrifice, a substitute for our lack of righteousness. That sacrifice, that propitiation, is the righteous life and death of Jesus, in whom is our redemption. Our redemption is in him. It's not in us. Righteousness is in him. It's not in us. We are righteous, declared righteous by God, seen as righteous by God because he loves us so much that he sent his son into the world that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. In Jesus, we have eternal life. In Jesus, we have righteousness. In Jesus, we have redemption. In Jesus, we have hope. To get down to brass tacks, we have no hope apart from Jesus. We have no righteousness apart from Jesus. We have no redemption apart from Jesus. We have nothing to offer God to appease his just 
wrath at sin except Jesus. But now, Paul says, the righteousness of God has been revealed, manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets, the whole of scripture, Paul says, bears witness. The righteousness of God through faith in Christ Jesus for all who believe. We've sinned. Jesus is righteous. We are enemies of God. Jesus is God. We need help. We need hope. We need mercy. We need grace. In Jesus, we find help and hope and mercy and grace. We cannot, we cannot please God in and of ourselves. We can please God in Jesus. He is our hope. He is our redemption. He is our life. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Father, what an incredible thing that you love us so much that you sent your son into the world while we were still your enemies. And he bore our sin to the cross. He was buried after his death, the death that we deserve. And then he was raised and our hopes were raised with him and in him. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for life in our Lord Jesus Christ. And we praise you in his name. Amen.